Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jonathan Starkey, a.k.a. AppFab, of that wonderful digital pub called Cheshire Matters. And in the house tonight, we have a well-lit-up raven. Although, I would say that he's got actually got to get a new makeup artist. Go ahead, raven, say hello. Yes, good evening. Gone to great lengths this evening, list, this evening listeners, to uh, enhance... The amazing good looks of the Raven with new lighting facilities, no expense spared. Well, ten quid. And uh <laughs> Gonna have to spend more than that, mate. Yeah. We need and, facial uh, reconstruction. Yes. AI more. is not gonna be able to help you, kid. So, there we go. Hope you're having a good week so far. It's an early one, but uh, you know, there you go. And uh, it's a wacky old world, isn't it? So, it is indeed. Looks as though we might have a new prime minister soon. Soon, I might have to have a go myself, but there you go. There you go. Say hello, Statsman, <laughs> a.k.a. Mark Hartley, the man with the facts and the figures. Go ahead, Mark, say hello. I'll say hello to our lovely listeners. I think the Raven forgot that. Yeah, he was yeah. just trying it's to. All, all about himself. Yeah. yeah, all about him. Right, oh, okay. Sir, and while there's some music on, says, shut, says up, shut up, shut up, shut up, muted. Okay, Trevor. Oh, there's one. There's the first music. Right. Go ahead, says Trevor, say hello. with the longest self-aggrandized... Go ahead, Trevor. There's two. Oh, there's I've, got two. Ten quid. I've got ten quid on three tonight. Oh, I had three. I'll go with four then. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, all across Cheshire and the rest of the world. Welcome to our show this evening, and we hope you enjoy it. They will. They will indeed. Well, a lot happening. I mean, you know, there's going to be some big discussions, but let's get into it straight away into the roundup. Okay. Suella Braverman's critics have a problem because she's right. Now, how about that? This is a Daily Mail story by Greg Heffer, and the political correspondent for the Mail Online. They're all set to gather together in Parliament tonight to discuss their next steps following her sacking as Home Secretary. What do you think is going to happen to that? Go ahead. First one in, the man with the facts. Mark, go ahead. Oh, scapegoat. Do you reckon? Well, why are the likes of Suella Braverman and Tommy Robinson appear to be taking a fall for the fact that our politicians and police are just totally inept and yeah. are putting the country at risk? Yeah. Why, why is it that, again, I keep repeating this, but why is it those who attempt to defend our values, the ones that are vilified in such a way? It's just pure cowardice. Absolutely. I'll yeah, go neither, with of them, neither of them have caused any actual harm, but they're getting the blame for it anyway, so... You know. They are. They are mm. indeed. Okay, quick one. Go ahead, Stevie. Well, this is a further example, isn't it, really, of our uh, country uh, and our government taking us towards uh, a communist state because we have a politician being sacked, being closed out of the system effectively, who is merely express expressing valid criticism of the Metropolitan Police for various reasons, including, I understand... Um, exposing the fact that um, they have a bias towards left-wing protests and yeah. treating right-wing protests completely differently. So she's exposing the fact that we appear to have a completely different narrative and set of rules depending on who people are in this country. Well, don't let the cat worrying. out of the bag because that's going to be the national tonight. We're going to go quickly through to the gazelle in case he gets that's, jealous that's of you. I'm taking up too much time. Go ahead, Gazelle. Yes, taking all the time is normal, so we get used to it. Yes, Sue Ellen Braverman. Uh, Sue Ellen, I should say. Now, 
I think it was self-constructed, certainly. She, she's not daft. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knew exactly the consequence of her actions. And she got it absolutely bang on. Yeah. Because all they were on about, the only, what is it, 180 arrests, all from the opposition march. She got it absolutely bang on, two-tier policing. Yeah, that's what's happening. I agree. Okay, let's move on from there. Okay, now you're going to be surprised at this. Bradley Wiggins, you remember the cyclist? Yes. He is at risk of being made bankrupt as the five-time Olympic gold medalist has a near one million claim against him that remains unpaid. How about that? What's that for? So he's reportedly at risk of being declared bankrupt. He's allegedly not paid nearly one million made in a claim against him last year. And a 43-year-old guy, he's won five Olympic gold medals during his decorated career. He's still yet to pay a claim against him of nearly one million. He has been in an individual voluntary agreement, an IVA, which attempts to aid people looking to pay off creditors to avoid bankruptcy for over three years. However, liquidators revealed last week that Wiggins has not paid £979,953 they claimed from him last year. This sum is in part to pay off an outstanding director's loan, although Wiggins has previously disputed the claim. So these are people that have invested in him and in his brand and in his name. Yeah, so, I tell you what, if he owed me that money, I'd let his tyres down. <laughs> scumbag. <laughs> No, he's not a scumbag. I mean, you know, we've got to find out exactly what it is. The liquidators stated in a report that dates back to September 19 that Wiggins IVA is likely to be terminated following the breach, which may then lead to him being declared bankrupt. Well, if he's declared bankrupt, if he's got the money in some sort of a trust or it's out of the country, what are they going to do? Huh? They're not going to be able to do anything. Okay, so there you go. That's that. Right now, what about this one? This will be something for the Scottish correspondents that we have here. SMP minister who racked up almost 11,000 in iPad data roaming charges, which is being paid for by taxpayers, you may note, while on holiday in Morocco, told to change his SIM card more than a year before his trip. So he's had a SIM card in there, which he should have changed in order to accommodate his trips abroad. But he didn't do it. So at the moment, he owes 11000 on iPad data. So is is he going to pay it? What do you think? No, we owe 11000 <laughs> It'll be billed to the taxpayers, likely. You yeah, because useless Eunice, whatever his name is, he said that it, it's uh, totally acceptable. Mm. That was a comment that he came out with the other day. I heard it on the radio. He said, yeah, it's fine. He was using it for works purposes. Um, okay, okay. Right. There you go. I don't completely agree with that. But anyway, here's the last of the roundup because it's a short roundup because we want to get on to what happened over the weekend. And I know that Stats has got a lot of things to say about this. And also, I know that the Raven is going to be tapping his pen on the screen saying, let me in, let me in. But anyway, here's the last one. Oh. <laughs> UK banks caught up in Europe's biggest ever tax fraud 
of 10 billion. So a multi-billion pound scam has rocked Germany and is spilling across Europe. It's likely to lead to more claims against banks and individuals in the city. The so-called, now listen to this, this is one for the gazelle, come X case of alleged dividend tax frauds has 2,000 implicated. Now, in explanation, here you go. Europe's biggest ever tax scandal is about to engulf banks in London and is already worth 10 billion in Germany alone. The multi-billion pound scam, which has already rocked Germany, is likely to lead to more claims against banks and individuals operating in the city. Now, you know where that is. That's the city of London, that separate place that nobody really, really knows exactly what it's all about. So, up to 2,000 suspects are implicated, many of them bankers, brokers and hedge fund managers, based in the city of London. More than a dozen convictions already have been secured in German courts. Now, so it's a big scam that's gone on. It's not actually given exactly what the scam is, but it extends quite, quite a distance across Europe and also to different parts of the world. So you know that there's something not quite right. They had 100, this is in Germany, they had 120 investigations pending against at least 1,700 defendants. So more of this is going to come out, the details, but they say it's a scam. So mm, what, do you think? what do you think about that, guys? Well, I wonder if uh, Russ Bowden's involved in it because he suddenly stepped down. Mm. <laughs> 1.8 billion, that's a fair amount. Yeah. <laughs> and Jackie's one of them. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, well. so when they say it's scam, they mean somebody's Fraud. been cheated of tax money. That's what it is. Yeah. It's evasion of tax. That's what it's all yeah. about. Me. So, uh, I don't know. But let's, uh, I think we might follow that one up. Anyway, so that's the end of my roundup. It's a short roundup this evening because... I want to read out a letter, which I think that you guys are going to like. Are you ready? And this is to Sir Graham Brady, chairman of the 1922 committee. Now, if, you, now feel, if you feel excited about anything that is being said here, do let us know in an they're all, audible They're way. all putting letters in, aren't they, apparently? Well... Sorry, John, is this a letter to Sir Graham Brady? It and is indeed. So, from whom? Made public. Made public. Dear Sir Graham, enough is enough. If it wasn't bad enough that we have a party leader that the party members rejected, the polls demonstrate that the public reject him, and I am in full agreement. It's time for Rishi Sunak to go. Yay! Who sent it in his wife? <laughs> <laughs> Rishi's Machiavellian, Machiavellian involvement in getting rid of our democratically elected leader Boris Johnson who bravely fought for Brexit when Parliament was in deadlock yes, Boris, the man who won the Conservative Party a massive majority was unforgivable enough but then to purge the centre-right from his cabinet and then sack Suella who was the only person in the cabinet with the balls written in black and white, with the balls to speak the truth of the appalling state of our streets and a two-tier policing system that leaves the Jewish community in fear for their lives and safety. 
now. On the King's speech, we should have had a barnstorming speech that would have strongly set out our stall ready for the general election that defines our true conservative values. To be 20 points plus behind in the polls (laughs) and by-election defeat after defeat, how long are MPs going to sit on their hands and let he and his out-of-touch advisors damage our party irrevocably? Now, I love that when she says, I've given the game away there, haven't I? Andrea Jenkins, isn't it? Yes! Bang on, Statsman. Mm. You know, his out-of-touch advisors. Well, his new strategy advisor is Njuku Goodwin, the guy that came from UK Music. He's doing well, well, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing really well. I therefore submit the letter of no confidence in Rishi Sunak as our Conservative Party leader. I do this to stand up and fight for true conservatism. We must be a party that delivers low taxes, be trusted on the economy, and turbocharge our skills to power our economy. We must be strong on law and order, take control of our borders, be energy independent as a nation, and stand up for our freedom of speech. I Strangely hope- enough, if you could rebrand that and put UKIP at the top, I think that's what UKIP was all about. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I hope other Conservative MPs follow suit. This is our last chance to stop Starmer, the man who tried to put Jeremy Corbyn into number 10. We need to stop his socialist cabal, who will change the face of Britain beyond recognition. Well, I, well they're all doing that, let's face I, it. I kind, of agree with, I kind of agree with that, and it was... Andrea Jenkins, and she won't be the only one. There'll be others. Statsman, go ahead. Get a grip of the situation. Tell us what you really, really think. What you really, really feel. Go ahead. What about what happened on Saturday? Everything, the whole lot. I wanted to get that out, you know, so that people know. So that's the feel. So she's endorsing Suella Braverman. There's no doubt about that. She's endorsing her for telling it as it is. Go ahead, Statsman. Give us the breakdown. What do you think? What are we going to do? Right, do we know, call the army it? out? I don't know. Well, I'll just, just to sum it up, there was another one of them Palestine protests, and then there was a lot of people who turned up, as they say, to counter it, but turned up for different reasons. I want to start with the far-right bollocks. I'm sorry, but... Um, <gasps> did you say bollocks? I mean, yeah, she I referred did. to them as balls. Well, You're same very thing, uncouth. and all the politicians are lacking them. So, no, look, let's be honest. There was confrontations with the police from both sides. There was actually quite a few from the, what they call far right, who were arrested. Funny how they can all of a sudden stop people from doing things, isn't it? Um, it's, it's this far right label. To label everyone again in the media and solely blame them for what's going on is disingenuous, lazy, and actually avoids reality. I feel bit- like doing a Spartacus. Mm. I'm far right. I'm far right. I'm yeah. far right. Well, what it's like is an ostrich burying its head in the sand, the problem's still there when he pops back up. It's been going on for 20-odd years. Again, I say this every week, it's dealing with the symptoms rather than people's actual legitimate concerns. And what it hasn't done is solved the problem. So why do people go? Well, this is why people went, because people are sick of foreign ideologies and conflicts having an effect on us. They're sick of people who hate our way of life. They're sick of the disrespect to our war memorials, the sick of watching the authorities do nothing, in fact, often appear and take the other side, the sick of the two-tier policing and justice system, sick of our politicians actually putting us at risk and selling our country and its values down the river. And people were sick of what they've witnessed over the last couple of months. And how and, the media yeah. was so biased. 
Yeah, but the fact that this march was actually allowed to go on on one of our most sacred days, that's yeah. why many of them went to make a stand. Many peacefully, sadly, some not. But perhaps I think the authorities should take a look at their own reactions and their, their decisions to see why people are so annoyed with them, to be honest, rather than fighting the people. And I just want to mention the media narrative. They set this in advance. That's how they move so quickly. It, it's standard for them. They just label everyone something. But they continue to uh, attack the natives. I can only see this getting worse. It, it's going to get to a point where everybody's far right, apart from them. But, but just imagine for a second inventing an enemy so you don't have to actually confront the actual problem. Well, that's the like, whole style like, of woke. They've, they've, they've tried to say there was carnage at the cenotaph. Look, people, the police beforehand agreed they could go there. And then when they got there, they tried to stop them. It, it wasn't, and it was wrong. They had every right to be there. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't being. They said they had a, a battle with the police. That wasn't quite true. If you watch it, there was a thin line that tried to stop them getting to the centre. That's after right. They told them they could go. And then the crowd pushed past them. I've, I've watched these videos and they, they, weren't, they weren't really attacking them. Yeah. Well, I just want to reiterate what I said before and I'll finish. It, the, the likes of making people like Sue Ella Bravman and Tommy Robinson, the scapegoat first, is shocking. As I said, neither of them caused any trouble. No, they didn't. But, but why, and, meanwhile... And Tommy we, Robinson was advising all the people that were there not to cause trouble. Correct. And you're going to get some divvies who are just going to go f for trouble. Yeah. But it's, that's not to say their, their concerns aren't legitimate. But yeah, meanwhile, but while this is going I've been around off because I think Trevor's coming, but meanwhile, while this was going on, people were attacking synagogues, Jews, the police... Our monuments displaying hateful banners and walking around dressed like Hamas, but that takes a backseat. The fact and that it's this okay was allowed for police to take day, pictures yeah. with them as well. Yeah, the fact this was allowed on arms day is why many turned up, and it's why some of them sadly got violent. This problem needs sorting, or it's going to escalate. And by judging the poor quality of the police officers that I've seen over the weekend, there'll be mere bystanders in a wider conflict. Well, the truth of the matter is, before Trevor comes in and then Steve, is that. Even police, quietly behind the background in other parts of the country, think that the Metropolitan Police are weak. One of them actually came out and said they've been told to police them differently. Yeah. Blew the whistle. Yeah. Sorry, Trev. Blew the yeah. whistle. No, no, I, I agree exactly what you said there, Stats. I, I'm, I'm just sick of it, sick of a lot of it. It was yeah. absolutely bang on what Sue Ellen said. She said, we're going to end up with, we, we've got a two-tier policing system and they proved it they you proved do know it. that you will be out of step with hope not hate oh yeah wow H hate not hope uh, man. that knocks me for six yeah. yeah now the thing is you've got it's a question I, I heard the other day that somebody was saying why have we got these marches now in london where were the marches for ukraine yeah where were the marches for all the other incidents that we've had and the issues for example the the cost of living crisis where are the marches for that well where are the marches for that exactly and you've got exactly as mark said you, you've got the, the the group that was marching with all the hamas gear and all the placards and they put pictures out they put pictures out saying can you can you catch them for us please well the big question mm. is who funded who funded all all the actual placards because they were in plenty everywhere that you saw them and they were all the same so yeah, yeah. somebody was funding yeah. it 
who organised it. Who that, was organized that was a Hamas leader who lives in our country. Yeah. So you can imagine who funded it. Well, they were talking to uh, the organiser of that match on Talk TV the other day. And Cadwell kept saying to him, will you condemn the Hamas attack? And he said, I condemn any attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the 1,400 Israelis that were murdered not, in cold blood. I mean, that is the not, most horrific thing that anybody must have witnessed. Condemn it. Sorry, not Trevor, go once. ahead. He would not condemn it once. He was asked 20 times, do you condemn Hamas? He said, I condemn anybody that is killing people. That's, he just wouldn't use the word Hamas. Well, you know there are tweets that we've been putting out because I asked how many Palestinian protesters have been arrested and it went up to nearly 100, I think it's 124,000 views on that, which is, which is a lot. Wow. It's a lot. So, it's and, a lot. And it, that was too, the Metropolitan Police. And there's been no answer from them. No answer. These marches, they keep asking for a ceasefire and peace. <laughs> well, there's been a ceasefire for the last, what, 14 years? And pauses. And pauses. So, who actually broke the ceasefire? That was Hamas. Hamas. There was no it was two, Hamas two ways about broke. it. They're asking now, these marches are asking for ceasefire. Well, it was it was them that broke the ceasefire. Correct. What the forget? No, Trevor's neither, neither side wants one. Israel are deeply embedded in Gaza with a mission to destroy Hamas. They're not going to stop. Yeah. Well, and Hamas are still attacking Israel and they're not going to stop. These people are pointless and everything they're saying is pointless. Yeah. Well, everything they're saying is pointless, as you yeah. say, because they're going to. Well, well, this right, is Great Britain. This is I mean, not but- Palestine. What do they think they're going to have effect? And before I bring Steve in directly, Israel, in geopolitical terms, have all the aces. There's nobody going to touch them. They're going to carry on. It's as simple as that. And does anybody really want them to stop? No. Because it seems that way. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, but how are they going to get rid of Hamas? They're not going to get rid of Hamas, are they? Because oh, they'll we, stamp, we, we, they'll we, stamp we, them out. They'll they'll kill all the main leaders, and yeah, at they'll least kill all the main stamp, leaders. It'll stamp but them by, out by, for what a couple of years. Maybe yeah, but five. by doing what they're doing, I mean, those people in Palestine at the minute, all those children growing up, they're seeing all their parents and everything else. They'll just go to Hamas. It's an ideology, isn't it? So you you're not going, you're not going to stop it. But by by. The pure nature of bombing them now is creating Hamas. But they're not the enemy. The Israelis are not the enemy of those no, people. No, no, but, but by the nature of it, you know, they, they will see that, that they are the enemy. Oh, and it will create more. It, it'll just carry on. Can you They'll give way? On. Can you give way to that man we call the Raven? Certainly. The man that takes advantage of, <laughs> of fact, our... Of he's our looking podcasts. more like Michael Jackson. Now he's got that light on than anything. He looks bleached. Uh, oh. <laughs> yes, very good. I, right. I just want to say this, actually. First of all, I think it's an absolute disgrace that days of remembrance for our service personnel who fought for our freedom, uh, those days have been tarnished by all of this. I really do. It's appalling. And... With regards to Suella Braverman, um, it's another example that telling the truth is now a problem in this country. Yeah. And expressing criticism of I'll things which are wrong 
can be costly to individuals. That seems to be the mantra in this country now. And like Mark says, and I've said the same for years, if you're not following the national narrative, which by and large is left-wing right through the political system, it's been infiltrated by a left-wing agenda right through our system as far as I'm concerned. You know, we could talk about that endlessly. It is also, again, seemingly being used to remove or attempt to remove the right to protest. It's another mechanism that they're utilising to put down further uh, restrictions on people going on the streets expressing things. And it's amazing how this is being played out in this capacity. But another question is, why protest on this and at this time? Because, in my view, there appears to be a left-wing propagation of any cause that undermines the United Kingdom. And I'm sick to death of this. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sick to death of left-wing opportunists taking every opportunity to facilitate and jump on a bandwagon simply to undermine this country's history, well, heritage, they're, and everything they're it is. Very well organised, no Steve. Say again, sorry. They're very well organised. I mean, they you, are. And, you've and only got to look are, at groups like Hope Not Hate, Antifa, I, and you know other organisations that actually fall in line to know that. Basically, they're the ones that are actually causing this. And I haven't known that hope not hate are actually prescribed by Sweden as a terrorist organization. That's interesting. We need to look at those again, I think, on a separate special. I really do. But I just want to say this. These organizations, um, I mean, for me, the biggest issue this weekend, um, well, there's two, actually, as I say. One is the, the, the appalling slight that they've put on remembering the people who paid for our freedom. I don't like that at all. It's appalling. And the, the, the key issue in all of this to me is the fact that we had Suella Braverman who's lost her position because she had the sheer audacity to make legitimate criticisms of the police for affecting a bias in how they operate. And also the fact that she simply wanted to tell the truth on behalf of the public, which many, by the way, in my view, are in tune with. And I think it's an absolute disgrace that we now have a mechanism as a government where anybody, either within the government or without, who doesn't follow the national narrative and criticises, is now labelled, as Mark says, and we've all discussed many times, as far right, because they don't follow the narrative. And this has just got to stop. I'm sick to death of it. I actually think we should now start to look seriously at all of these left-wing organisations causing all of these problems in this country, and I think we should run a series of specials on that. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, you said earlier, John, like Israel is not the enemy. It appears to me the enemy seems to be the only people who are standing up to the to this nonsense in our country, our own people. Yeah, they're the ones being called all of them racist. Doesn't matter what they've done. They're racist. That's on the other side. What makes it even worse? Sorry, John. What makes it even worse is the fact that the hate's actually coming from the other side. Hamas and support of Hamas in this country by law is illegal. Yeah, it's the ones who come to stand up for it who are the nasty racists. It's just utter nonsense. I'm I'm, I'm really struggling with this because it really annoys me. Like, likewise. But, but, But my point is, where do we go next? 
because both sides here believe they are they are well, right. If the government don't do anything about it, what they're going to do is they're going to develop much akin to a sectarian issue, yeah. whereby people will organize themselves into attacking the left-wing organizations in a very, very vicious way, and the police won't be able to do anything about it. It'll just happen. And there's no stopping this uh, sort of thing happening. I mean, it happens in America, you know, where these things go on. And, you know, groups like Hope Not Hate, Antifa, all the other organizations that are also linked, they think that they're actually ruling the roost because they actually have access to information and to politicians and to press because the media lovies think that they're great. But what will actually start to happen is there will be an opposite force come about and they will be equally as strong and they will start to get very nasty with them. It's exactly what happened. I mean, when Sue Ella mentioned Northern Ireland, what did the IRA think was going to happen? Did they think that the Northern Irish were going to just continue to just take the crap that was going from them? No, not at all. They developed just as hard and just as vicious an offensives against them. So it's a, it's a simple thing. They're, they're creating a new argument. Go ahead, Mark. The police have actually probably got one of the biggest problems. They admit that they've been outnumbered by these protests when they tried to block the cenotaph. Before, but they actually tried to stop people from going to the cenotaph to pay their respects and defend it after what they'd watched weeks earlier. Yet they'd let all these other people desecrate our memorials. Yep. They've got problems. They got pushed out the way. Throughout the country. By who they call the opposition or the far right. They just got they just got pushed out the way. Under so they the can't use deal of with the, freedom of speech. They can't deal with either side. They have to draft in thousands of officers from around the country, which won't be available every weekend. No. To do what? Arrest 100 and something people. There was thousands upon thousands running riot, firing fireworks at them and all kinds. And They've as it control. was intimated earlier on, these officers have no life experience. They're just brought oh, in very John. quickly, going in, and their own people, their own officers, are looking at them and they're saying, I heard personally from one officer who turned around and told me straight away, the Met think they know everything. In fact, <sighs> they know nothing. Who, who trains them, John? I've seen four-foot-nothing police officers like tickling people with a, wooden, with a, sorry, with a rubber baton. It was doing nothing. I'm sorry, yeah. but if it escalates into a, a bigger conflict, which I hope it doesn't, they're just going to be brushed aside. I'm oh, sorry. of course they will. Our so they've got big force, problems coming, and it's their own fault. The, well, the main problem for that is because the police force has been politicised in London. There's mm. no doubt about it. They are Not heavily, just London, it, I would say. There's quite a few up and down the country, if not most of them, are now uh, pursuing a left-wing agenda bias. Well, most of the police officers, I think if they're very, very honest in London, will tell you straight that they're worried about actually going against the rules that they've actually been told that they have to follow. And that, mm. that you know, I have to say, uh, Khan has got an awful lot to do with that. And I think that, I think that this guy is actually actively working against British interests. There's no two ways about it. Go ahead, Mark. How bad, would you, how bad would you feel being put in the way of danger and told to go and hurt the very people who are trying to do the job you can't do? 
or you're told to do differently. Yeah. And when these these officers go home, they must be like, "What what what is going on? Why why am I yeah. in this position? Yeah, yeah. I'm literally being told to hit a man with a baton who's come down because we're not doing our jobs properly. Yeah. What what, what world are we living in? What country are we living in? Not one I'm enjoying anyway. No, true. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, uh, you raised the point there in terms of, um, you know, a lot of officers perhaps are not happy about having to follow the rules that they're being set. Well, they do have guidance on this, actually, where they are expected as a constable under common law. I mean, we've spoke about this to some degree in the past, where they are expected to uphold the law in terms of following the common law and the British Constitution and defending the principles of law and the country. So if they feel and they know that what they're being asked to follow is unlawful and unconstitutional, they are expected under common law to defend what is right for this country and challenge what they're being asked to do. So they are have sorry, they do have expectations within common law and the constitution as a constable under the law to stand for the British people and what's right. So I don't necessarily accept in full that they just have to follow the rules. I mean, if you look at that phrase, we're just following orders, that's been used a number of times in in the past. Disastrous consequences. So I don't accept the, the premise of we're just following orders now. Okay, Trevor, go ahead. Yeah, it's just a very quick story. I mean, last time I was at Parliament, or not last time, but time before or wherever, when I had my Union Jack suit on, which is another story, when I couldn't go into Parliament. Remember that? Yeah. Anyway, I, I came out, I was changed again, I was back in my Union Jack suit, and there was two policemen uh, stood at the Parliament gate. You know where the MPs go in? Mm-hmm. You'll know it, Jonathan, where the MPs go in, where the side gates. Oh, yeah, I know those. Anyway, so they stopped, um, oh, what's his name? The Labour man. Deputy leader of Labour in the time. Oh. He's now looking after the music business. Oh, you're not talking about Tom Watson. Tom Watson. Tom Watson. Tom Watson. Right? Yeah. He Tom Watson. He, he, he was never in charge of Labour. He was just an arsehole. But go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, Tom Watson was walking up, and these two. There was a, a big, tall, uh, dark lad and a smaller bloke, um, vertically challenged like me and yourself, Jonathan. And he was stood there at the gate. And Tom Watson came up and he said, uh, pass, please, sir. And he said, uh, no, he said, in the car, I've not got a pass. I'm Tom Watson. He said, I don't care who you are. You're not coming in there unless you get a pass. And he said, it's in the car. I've just talked. He said, well, go and get it then. And I said to the smart, I said, come here. Let me shake your hand. Well done. Excellent. I said, I've just been kicked out of there. And I was talking to him. And he said, yeah, we're here for the night. This was uh, Halloween night. It was, that was it. He said, we're here for the night. He said, I... Uh, the part of the riot squad, these two. And there was a big tall one and a small one. And they said, we're part of the riot squad. He said, I love it. He said, not not, not you, lads. He said, but... Um, uh, he said, I, I work in the uh, sleepy suburbs of such and such an area. He said, I sit in my car all the time. He said, and I love it when I come out here. We have a great fight. Hey, and he, we, sh- we should have them on the border, mate. Yeah, and he... <laughs> it was part of the riot squad, a little fella. He said, I love coming out here. He said, we get a fight. And I, but I, I, could, I used to go drinking a long while ago with um, police officers, Billy the Pig, friend of mine. And he used to love... Billy the Pig. <laughs> Billy the Pig, he used to love uh, confrontations because when they get punched, they get two weeks off and a £300 uh, bonus. 
Oh, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm in for the fight. Put me on the front line. I'm there. They go out and they incite violence because they get paid. They get a payment for it if they get punched. They don't like that. They love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, and well, your fact checkers, your fact checkers can check that. By the way, say some of them didn't look like they were loving it on Saturday. I'll be honest. Some of them did. No, they looked a bit nervous. Some of them really me. didn't. Mm. Listen, they looked. They looked nervous. They, were, they were the ones that were bullied at school that become the bullies. They're all like that. Then were the bald heads. A lot of them. And the Met Police's answer to everything is, you know, when the police are found out to be doing wrong things, uh, more training is necessary. We're going to give give them more training because obviously that was quite wrong, and they're not proactive in doing things. They have to have things pointed out to them on social media. Go ahead. Hey, well, it's hard to train a monkey. I tell you, very hard. Do you know the the whole thing I'm getting here, and it, and it's not just with the police; it's with a lot of people in society at the minute. And I keep trying to tell people this: take some responsibility for your own actions. Stop blaming everyone else. Stop blaming politicians. Yeah. Stop blaming the far right. Do your jobs. Do what's Correct. expected. Correct. And if you don't take responsibility for that, don't go passing the blame on. Hey, I wish you'd have a word with my MP. Oh, all the same. Oh, right? don't you know, be talking about that. Do. We're going to be moving on now to the local. Yeah. Okay, I can tell you. Right, and this is the introduction to it. Wake up in the morning, nothing, me breakfast, something a nice cup of tea. <laughs> but there's a problem, the outside bin's full and that's troubling me. So much rubbish, it's just mind-blowing. Who can help? Me bin's overflowing. Everyone round our way, hear him say, Hands in the air, here we go! As the bim bum bim bum bim bum As the bim bum bim bum As the bim bum bim bum bum Cause me wheelie bin's wheelie full As the bim bum Bim-mum. As the bim 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 the Lancashire hot pots. <laughs> We've got to get them on this show soon. The Lancashire. Oh, uh, that would be that would be great. All collections they got for night. Squashing all me rubbish down tightly. There's just one man. Oh God, how much money do we owe these for royalties? All together now. That's the bin man, bin man. That's the bin man, bin man. No. Are they great? I mean, that is just fantastic. I love that. You, you couldn't have got a better theme tune for Warren Nation Street on that. There Next you week, go. It just announced they? the Lancashire Hot Pots. Yeah, that's it. The Lancashire, Lancashire Hot Pots. Hot Pots. Oh, well, that's the sort of group we call ourselves the Cheshire Matters uh, Pie Band. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the uh, the bin men have just announced. They've got another two weeks now, so that's going into eight weeks. That's taking us into December. Yeah. So what? what hang on, one second. What are they actually wanting to resolve this? Well, they want a pay rise. Yes. But of... uh, um, well, <laughs> and, and don't forget, them. don't forget, they also want the forty-two virgins. <laughs> that goes along. Sounds like they want an extra long Christmas holiday here. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've got. They've offered them one thousand nine hundred pound as a one-off payment. And somewhere like 2% Ooh. or something, he said, no, that's not enough. We want a cost of living um, 
Right. Yeah, don't we all? That covers a cost of living. And there's about 60 of them on the uh, on the payroll, and they're creating absolute havoc in Warrington. <laughs> so how much do these, do these chaps get paid? Well, the bin driver himself is on £28,000. What? Yeah. And the operatives are on slightly less. So they could they be on? MPs. £28,000 a year. a better job. So what is the what the guys who do the the loading of the bins? What do they get? Uh, slightly less, I think it's twenty four thousand. Right, they're on fifteen pound an hour. They only work four days a week, by the way. I'll let you know that as well. Well, that's a lot of places do that now. But well, I, I'm, I'm with them. Give them a pay rise. Oh, I totally agree. With you, yeah, to get my bin emptied. Yeah, and then take it off on the week after. <laughs> that's no, what I I'm, did. I'm with them. I, it's one of the most horrendous jobs going. I give them a pay rise. I'm all for well, it. Well, I totally agree with you. You're passing with women. Let me think you say it's rubbish. I'm with the bin lads. The wheelie bin's really full. He wants it mad. Bad of full. We pay stupid amounts of people in council, sat behind desks, on massive, massive salaries have never got their hands dirty. I'm with the bin guys. That's it. That's right. Get council the kittens on the bins. Yes. <laughs> Get us to know exactly what's going on. Totally I bet you she'd be singing this song every day. <laughs> what do you think? The lads, I'd pay the lads on the bins 30 grand a year for doing the job. 30 grand a year? Yep. Oh, they went yeah, that's that because case. you got your application in with them for a job. Shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> the Wellington bin, man. Yeah. Oh, I tell you. Go yeah, ahead, so Trevor. We've got a cracker again down at Warren Asian Street this week. Go on. Which is uh, our MP again, embroiled in all sorts of uh, stuff. Does she empty bins? No, nah. no, no, no. She just spouts rubbish all the time. I mean, nobody just. <laughs> she'd be garbage at it anyway. <laughs> yeah, she'd be, she, she couldn't even empty a bin. She wouldn't know how to work it out, where to press a button and things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway. Well, she presses everybody else's button, including yours. Go on. Yeah, she certainly does, and I've been having nice conversations with her this week, and she's had to reply to a few of them, but then she's gone quiet again. And if you put the buttons in the pub, she find them, no problem. Oh, she find them in the pub? Yeah, of course she would. And if you put them near the skirting board, she'd definitely find them. She does handstands in a pub. Oh, so she find it down there. I don't know what now, sort of a place you live in at times, Trevor, to be quite honest. Oh, oh it's, it's just like Beirut, actually. It could be like Gaza, it, yeah. where he lives. <laughs> My town is very entertaining. We're never short of any material. <laughs> well, apart from her skirt, but anyway, it's another story. So, we've got this week... Hey, hey, again. There was a pro-Palestinian march schedule for the weekend in Warrington, which was, it was actually on the 12th. It was on uh, the Remembrance Day. Shocking. And the Warrington Guardian, I mean, I plastered it everywhere, all over um, Facebook. For God's sake, stop this. You've got many, many, many days. You've 364 days to pick. Leave it alone and stop it. I, promote, I pushed it all over the place. Anyway, the Warrington Guardian said it had been pushed back after Shalott commented, that it could be considered inappropriate and disrespectful. Have they any empirical proof to prove that? Ah, well, I carry on. It certainly was 
put over that she had intervened, claiming all the glory for the decision. However, I questioned that shallot to clarify her position, and she stated, I never said I had anything to do with the rearrangement. It's funny that. So how did how did the Warrington Guardian interpret that she had actually stopped it when she admits that she didn't stop it? No, she said that to me that she didn't. Yeah, well, Stop that's it. what I mean. That's what I mean. So, so in actual fact, well, she's well, contradicting. She is contradicting the Warrington Guardian. So I then commented to her: either you are not telling the truth, or the Warrington Guardian are not telling the truth. Gosh, shock, horror! Right, that one should be you, a front-page story in another in another press. One of article. you is not telling the truth, and then she replied that I never said that I had done that. So I replied, oh, so then the Warrington Guardian are not telling the ah, truth because, because one of you is not telling the truth, and she didn't reply to that. Now, I will have it noted that the Labour Party paid the Warrington Guardian hundreds of thousands of pounds a year for advertising. Are you talking uh, about from Warrington Council? From Warrington Council, yes. So they've obviously got this uh, leaning... In my opinion, of course, they have this leaning towards the Labour Party. They never, ever give them Of course, because we press. can't prove these things, can we? No, we can't prove it. It's my opinion, and I am entitled to free speech. You are indeed. Now, well, the group organising the march put out a very, very rapid statement the same afternoon within an hour. And I quote... We are appalled at Warrington Guardian's article this afternoon being postponed, the march being postponed due to complaints of it being disrespectful or inappropriate. That is what Charlotte Nichols said. The organisers of the Warrington Friends of Palestine would like to confirm that this is categorically false. The reason was due to logistics. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back to that. They're saying that that statement from the Warrington Guardian about Charlotte, Charlotte Nichols yes. stopping or persuading them to stop is false. It's false. Okay. The reason is due to logistics and safety for the, the marches on that day. We are ashamed and appalled by our MPs' comments. We make it clear that that shallot has not been in contact with us. Oh, that's interesting. And that's when I got in touch with her and asked her to clarify the position. And she said, I never said that. But she always says that. She was blatantly trying to claim for it being rearranged when it was nothing to do with her. Well, it was the Warrington Guardian that was claiming on her behalf. Ah, yeah, so there we go, because we've had it out of the horse's mouth, not that I'm so calling it horse. Then, if Don't nobody had said anything, then, you know, it would have gone through. But the fact of the matter is, ah, because yes. somebody actually picked on it, she says that she never said that she was responsible for it. It was the Warrington Guardian. And let's go across there we go. to the Raven. Go ahead, Raven. 
Yeah, I just want to—it's—it's it's all rather odd, this Trevor, in the sense that you—you you caused um, quite a, an interest in this on social media by calling for this to be, um, you know, he's like that because the time. gazelle is an interesting individual. Well, you know, he's effectively done the right thing here and put it out there publicly. But it's another example, really, in my view, of of uh, somebody doing the right thing and never being acknowledged for it. And perhaps, yeah, exactly, you know, whether it is or not the case, plagiarism maybe. of credit. We know well, that. That's why we ta- always give Statsman the credit for giving the points that he makes in advance. Go ahead. How many times have we experienced this over the years hey, in Cheshire? I've you experienced did. it within the last one month. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, I came out with an idea that was plagiarised, plagiarised or whatever it is, it was stolen in about 15 minutes. Yeah. It happens. It happens, Trevor, especially to intelligent people. Go ahead, Mark. Like the whole Brexit thing, you mean? Yeah. It was all <laughs> Trevor's idea, Brexit. Everybody was a Brexit. Everybody's mm. a Brexiteer now, aren't they? You know, oh, nobody voted Remain now. No, no. it's well enough. I just um, want to go back to I would have thought Charlotte would have been the main one to have tried to not just postpone this march, but to put a stop to it altogether. Yeah, as as the being representative of the Jewish uh, being, being Jewish, I would have thought it would have been disrespectful to them, especially, you know, from the river to the sea and Kaibar chants and all this stuff. Ah, Mark. Very strange. She's on that fence, still on the fence, isn't she? Pulling the splinters out of her. Good point. Again, she was asked by, there was was lots and lots gone on the media by a friend of mine, Jackie Lee Atardi. And she she was asking about those, the Warrington uh, marches, the Warrington Palestine marches carrying uh, placards that said from the river, river to the sea and she said oh well no I mean that can be meant in lots of different reasons uh, different <laughs> ways that I can't exactly, exactly the same as those marches said that uh, well when they say jihad uh, it could mean so many different ways no it doesn't and that doesn't mean anything from there's, there's only one one reason that's said from the rivers, rivers to the sea one reason not multiple reasons it's because lefties are thick, Trevor. She's a victim, and it's never her. Never, ever her. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. I didn't do that. Yeah. I would have thought this would have been the yeah, one thing very, she would. Very, very serious things that are going to come out soon that, yeah. that, that she's said and done. I'm not going to say it tonight. Yeah. But she's, pulled, she's, she's cried wolf that many times, and the police have been involved, and they've dropped the cases. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, in that case then, Steve, we know you're on a health trip, but get to the bar for your friends. Let's get it going. Now, I've had a nice tonic water. Uh, I've had some orange juice. I've had some water. I'm on a major health kick. I'm doing very well. I'm transforming myself into something completely what you're transforming yourself from well, a to be honest, from you a know pair that they... to a pair. <laughs> now, well, they say there's seven wonders of the world. I think that oh, should Jesus. be reviewed nope. and updated. Don't, don't. Take a look yeah, in the you're, mirror. You're definitely one of them. 
Now, I can see with that bright light that you've got there, that's like a, a 747 coming into land. Yeah. I can see that you're wasting away to 18 stone there. I yep. think you better start eating again. <laughs> I think you better start eating again. Get some chips down your neck, lad. Well, yeah. Thank you, Trevor. I don't want to sort of waste away. I might fall down a grid. Mark, yeah. start us off. Give us some shout-outs or shout-downs, please. Back to angry shout-downs. Uh, this on. one is to Sangeeta Miska, if that's how you say it. I'm not really bothered if it's not. From LBC for this utter contradictory nonsense that literally debunks itself. So when she was talking about who she calls the far right, she said this. Are you ready? Oh, God. These are people who claim they are friends of Israel. They were inspired by Hitler and want to honour the war dead, many of whom were killed by the Nazis. Honestly, Jesus. and these people are given radio shows. Wow. So the, the racist Nazis are friends of Israel and want to honor their own idol. Sorry, they want to honor those that own idol killed. Jesus. That makes perfect sense in the idiot world, doesn't it? Jesus. Imagine doing that much mental gymnastics to avoid tackling the actual issue. Incredible. Yeah. Total cowardice. Okay. A load of garbage. All right, Stevie, wow. go ahead. Yeah, I've got two very quick shout-outs, actually. First one is to, um, might come as a little bit of a surprise, uh, my first shout-out is to uh, single dads. And the reason is... I'd like to be a single dad. I think your wife would like to render you single, single on occasion. <laughs> That's another story. Lovely Mrs. Stark. Yeah, I think she'd be happy with that now and again. <laughs> Uh, my single dads. Uh, the reason is, um, quite often people talk of single parents or and, and mothers in particular. Uh, there's quite a few single dads out there uh, for various reasons, and they do a great job, never get recognised or acknowledged. And my second one is two, which I think is very important. Every single individual in the United Kingdom who is doing their bit openly and publicly to defend this country and stand up for its indigenous culture and heritage. There you go. All right. Oh, I That's second both of them. Second yeah. that. Go ahead, Trevor. Well, I'm going to do a raven tonight because I'm surprised tonight that we haven't actually mentioned Cameroon. <laughs> yeah, me too. David yes. Cameroon tonight. Oh, This God. country, it's an absolute disgrace. Cameron is not even an MP, and he's back in the cabinet. Uh, he's he's going to be a lord, like. Well, they, they've made that. him a baron, haven't they? Made him a lord to achieve his position. Correct. He absolutely stinks. Yeah. The lords is now the biggest of its kind in the whole world. Yeah. Biggest in the world. They keep stuffing them in there. Absolutely disgusting. It makes me sick. And I just seen something earlier on. I want. Said, more DUP lords, because I can tell you now, if we had more DUP lords in there, there would be a lot more <laughs> fruity language going on. I can yeah, assure well, you. I, I, well, I things mean, would get done as well. And by the way, well correct. said, Trevor, for what you're saying there. It's cool. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, I mean, vote for the Reform Party. That's all I can say, because they're going to annihilate the lords. They're going to be banished. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I seen this earlier on, which was quite poignant, actually. A failing unelected prime minister appoints an unelected failed ex-prime minister who is congratulated by May, another failed ex-prime minister, and 
Hancock, a failed health minister. I know. Who was under investigation as part of a failed government. (laughs) You couldn't make it up, could you? No. And I assure you, I didn't. I think we know. I think we know. This is going to end, don't we? (laughs) By the way, can I just comment? Have you seen the state of some of these health ministers? They don't exactly look as though some of them go running every Sunday morning, do they? You know, like you. The the best one of all was that lady. What was her name? Therese Coffey. Oh, Mm. my God. Anyway, shout down this week. Dead easy. That's a shallot for trying to gain credit and having it backfire. She, of course, claims she never said it was her. Well, my question is, why would this organisation so angrily deny it? Yeah. Well, my shout down. down. She's caught out. There we go. Shout out this week is to Nigel Farage. Oh, right. Sorry. They're going into the jungle for a pittance. He will obviously be eating all the goodies. And good luck to Nigel. I will be watching along with all the other Tories. What for the kangaroo? <laughs> Testicles. The kangaroo's testicles. <laughs> did. Right, well, my shout-out is against all the left-wing organisations. You know who you are. I hope... Sorry, did you say shout-out? Shout-down. I think he meant shout-down. Shout-down, yeah. sorry. We knew what Shout-down is against all the left-wing organisations. I hope that all the... Defenders of righteous thinking actually recognize who you are and the individuals concerned. And I hope that they actually get to you to persuade people, and especially yourselves, of your thinking that is wrong. And that message is going out to Mossad especially, and I want to make sure that they hear this. Go ahead, Steve. I just want to say you said a very interesting phrase there, and I like it. You said, to all defenders of righteous thinking. And I would like to think that all of the people defending everything that this country is and it has been are people who do that. They affect righteous thinking and i like that phrase and i think that should actually be our motto now to be quite frank i'm going to suggest you put it on our website defenders Defenders of righteous righteous thinking thinking, so put that on the website if you will i like that go ahead trevor last word on this yeah a last word it's not quite on that i've just got a uh, hot off the press um, message through here now apparently there's going to be a vote on wednesday night um it's more reshuffle news at it's a UK Labour source has said that up to 17 front front benches expect to be sacked on Wednesday for backing the SNP on the Gaza ceasefire vote. So there must be a vote coming up on Wednesday. All right, got you. The SNP are calling a vote on the Gaza ceasefire. And they say, unless Keir Starmer uses the words immediate ceasefire, they can't vote with Labour, and they all expect to be sacked. Woo. That's, that's, on, that's on Wednesday night. That'll be worth watching out for. I wonder what Justin is going to do. Justine of Matters. 
Justin of Madness. Well, and uh, we'll, we'll soon see. There you go. Wow. Well, this is the end of the show. It's quite contentious. There's quite a few things in there. Mark, how many legal actions are we going to have against us? Zero. <laughs> Zero. There you go. Steve, well, oh, sorry, Mark, say goodnight. Good night to all of your listeners and, of course, you fine patriots. Fine patriots. I love yes. that. Go ahead, the Raven. Are you a patriot, sir? I certainly am. I'd li- certainly like to think so. I'm just going to say a big thank you to yourself, and I'm going to use your phrase, actually, on behalf of all, all of us, and I'm going to say a big thank you and a great week ahead to all defenders of righteous thinking. Tremendous phrase. You've got to put that on the website and apply that as a phrase to everybody standing up for this country. I like that. Thank you very much for your support, sir. Right, the gazelle, that fine, slender man. Right? Uh, I, I know that I'm looking through rose-tinted glasses, sir, but go ahead. Hello, and I will say it in my usual, unique way, goodbye to all the listeners, all the ladies and gentlemen. Bye! <laughs> Well, I have to say, thank God. Thank God. Every time. It's all over. You know, because being a Christian, I do thank God for certain things. But I don't thank him for marriage. Oh, he's going to be in so much trouble again. Mr. Starkey, Mr. Starkey, hope you're paying attention to this. Banish him to outside. Keep him away. Oh, he's a terrible man. That was one of those... Inventions that shouldn't have been. Well, to be quite honest with that, I'm with Mrs. Starkey on this. I'm not you're on your own. <laughs> oh my! I I know I'm. Gonna... He's in trouble, any now? <laughs> Big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we can help by adding to it, all the better. I never get involved, mate. I never come between a woman and a husband. <laughs>